Geeksploration, the podcast, where we take what worked in our first year and repeat it ad nauseum. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Get ready for more geek, more exploration. It's Geeksploration, year two. We're talking sequels. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, so we are one year older. We're one year wiser. Um, one year more successful. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> Enormous amount more. You know, we went from zero listeners this time last year to uh, a number almost infinitely greater than zero. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the number of spouses that listen to us is still the same. Well, yeah, at least... That are ours. Yes. I'm not sure how many people that listen are spouses to somebody. Yeah. But I know none of them are spouses to me. <laughs> uh, one day we'll get her. So it's sequel time. We are in our sequel season um, after having completed our first year. Um, just as an update from the last episode, we did that uh, that little show, the Crocker Con, um, last Thursday, and it was a lot of fun. We got our book printed, and in my opinion, it looks great. Yeah, I think I think I'm super happy with it. It came out really nice. Yeah, my daughter loved it. She read it, thought it was funny, and uh, liked the characters and stuff. So uh, we're at least a hit with the 11 year olds living in my house demographic. Hey, man, there's big money in that. Let's let's get a Saturday morning cartoon going. I don't even think they do those anymore. No, fuckers. Let's get a Netflix cartoon yeah, and watch it on uh, on Sunday or Saturday mornings. Yeah, they do loads of those. Yeah. So sequels. Yeah, we're we're going to try and go all James Cameron on this fucking second year here. What is your definition of a sequel? So when I was addressing this, I, I kind of had to think about that because there's... Uh, because there's you've got sequels and you've got serieses. And so when I was looking at it, I was kind of approaching things as... You've got like an individual creative idea and then one that comes later and that's the sequel. So um, like in my mind, I was taking stuff like uh, like Lord of the Rings. All three of those movies are one in my mind. Yeah. Like I wasn't considering the second one a sequel to the first, even though it does occur sequentially. They were all part of the same creative vision. So it's, it wasn't so much someone, you know, there's something came out and then later on someone decided to make another one. Yeah, yeah. It was planned from the beginning. So, like, I I excluded uh, trilogies like that, stuff like, you know, um, didn't really think about, like, Harry Potter, because I guess they were kind of, like, they were planned to go, and there was they were based on books and stuff, and so it was kind of a unified creative vision, stuff like uh, recent MCU, you know, uh, Endgame is technically a sequel to Infinity War, but, like, they were definitely conceived together. Yeah. Um, so it's not like, you know, RoboCop and RoboCop 2 where they, you know, people made RoboCop not ever expecting to make a sequel and then a sequel came along and then they made more even. In my mind, like Star Wars, I was considering like, you know, there's the original trilogy as a unit and then there's the prequels as a unit and mm. then there's the new ones as a unit because they were all created in their own little bubbles. That one personally, I agree with what you've been saying, but with the Star Wars thing, I feel a little different about that just because Lucas had the uh, had the the general broad strokes of the story in his head when he uh when he created like he had he had the the sort of fairy tale outline, but he didn't didn't imagine that he was going to be making a second or a third one 
And, you know, I, I think with, with all the, all the story changes and, you know, different director taking over, I, I, I feel like that original trilogy is, is more their own pieces. So I'm, I'm going to consider, you know, Empire and Jedi sequels to A New Hope. That's fair. Cause yeah, when he made A New Hope, he certainly wasn't sure he was going to make two more movies. Yeah. I don't think that was the case with the prequels or the new ones. Those are definitely together. Yeah, Phantom Menace was created as the first part of a trilogy. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah very deliberately. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I could see that with Star Wars um, stuff like Indiana Jones. I think those are definitely sequels. Yeah, because they weren't necessarily planning on making more. Let's start with the bad. What makes a shitty sequel? Um, mo- for most of them, existing. unfortunately bad sequels seem to be the default setting for sequels yeah whether it's a cash grab or just people not understanding the characters and the world that they're taking on like yeah sequels uh, for a a large majority of the time go in a very bad direction whether or not they misinterpret the source material entirely and get the characters all wrong. or um, I think the worst offense is when they take something that was uh, good and beloved and then just shit all over it. Make stuff that occurred in the, in the previous movie not true anymore and retcon stuff. So are we talking, you know, recent past like Last Jedi? That's, that's certainly one of them. Yeah. Ooh. Hot take here, everybody. <laughs> well, I can't imagine it's that hot. It no, that, that ruined was... ruin Luke Skywalker like that, and it's... Uh, that was uh, a very hurts. sarcastic uh, hot take. <laughs> but yeah, I imagine we'll do a Star Wars episode eventually where we'll really get into depth on that. But yeah, where, yeah. You, where, you don't, where you don't seem to have any respect for the source material or don't have an understanding of it, and just go back and kind of muck around with the things that people loved in the first place yeah with no reason the example i was thinking of was like highlander 2 that just popped in my head that may be the worst sequel ever made oh man (laughs) because i think you got to judge how bad a sequel is by how far it fell from where it was you know and i like highlander yeah that's a cool fucking movie and uh highlander 2 is just like what the fuck is going on here you want to hear something weird I don't hate Highlander 2. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, it, it's, I mean. Don't hate it or you like it? It is, it, it uh, I kind of like it, but it, it is not a good movie. It is not a good movie at all. Like, I don't, I don't think it's even like subjective. Like, it, it is not a good movie, but I, I loved it when I, when I was, uh, when I was younger and I first discovered it because I was a fan of the original and the second one, you know, it, it did, it did what I feel sequels shouldn't do and go in a completely different direction <laughs> and you know fuck with their history and their characters Going like five different directions yeah you know i mean it was it was very straightforward in the first one and then all of a sudden they bring in this whole like this other planet and they're sent to earth and then they that's what the prize is they have to fight for it and he's an old man and all of a sudden when another immortal shows up from that planet he's he's an immortal again until there is the last one i don't know and then the third one just no. completely retconned it like 100 percent. well it was, yeah when you shit the bed like that it's 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 okay to cover it up yeah see <laughs> i i remember that i remember that bothering the hell out of me when i saw the third one i still enjoyed the third one but it, it was kind of a like beat for beat clone of the original like they were trying real hard to get back on track but uh it, in that case it, w- it would almost be like just let it go bringing it back to star wars <laughs> yeah yeah force awakens was uh definitely a uh, apologetic hand job yeah to fans <laughs> But yeah, Highlander 2 was 
did you see it in the theaters then? No, no. I I think I was too young for that. Yeah, because I, I it was, from what I remembered, I like, and I was kind of I looked it up because I remember it being really bad and kind of wanted to remember how bad it was. And uh, apparently, the, the I've never seen the theatrical release of it. I just saw the you know the one that they put out on video. Mm-hmm. In which case, it wasn't another planet. It was five hundred years in the past. And I remember being confused about that because they had like assault rifles and technology. Why why do people in the fifteen hundreds have Assault rifles. I don't understand. Wait, what the fuck? Because in in the one I saw, and I I don't I don't know which version it is, because they they all have director's cuts and renegade versions and shit. Yeah. But in the one I saw, it was almost like I, I almost want to say they were criminals, and uh, on that other and they, and they got teleported to Earth. Well, yeah, they were rebels. They were like leading a rebellion against the powers that be, uh-huh. and they got busted. But yeah, and the one I saw, like it was it was in the past, and they sent them to the future. And I remember it not making a whole lot of sense and being confusing. And then when I watched like a thing on it, there I guess in the original theatrical release, it was they were on a different planet and got sent to Earth. And I'm like, that makes so much more sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that whole past thing existed. In fact, I, I think I, w- I was listening to a podcast. It may have been like, a, how did this get made or something? And they were they were telling a, I, I don't remember exactly what they were saying, but it could have been that whole thing there because I remember they weren't talking about a different planet. And I was like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? Did they even watch the movie? Like, what's going on? Yeah. No, it's really confusing. And, oh, wow. uh, and I guess people were really mad because they were like, what the fuck's this other planet alien bullshit? So they cut it out when they released it on video from the theatrical release. Oh. It, it, like, it didn't make sense because, like, why would he go to the future? And then, like, when they're talking about, you know, where he came from, they're always talking to, like, over there and not back then because they didn't refilm anything. <laughs> they just changed it in editing. And I guess, I guess part of the reason why it, it's kind of a mess is uh, the production company went broke, like, shortly after they finished shooting. Oh. And uh, the insurance company, or, the, you know, like, the bonding company that, you know, insured the, the project, I guess, inherited it and just paid some third-party company to edit it. And said, all right, slap this thing out. We need to make some money back. Yep. Yeah, so there wasn't really a coherent artistic uh, vision behind it. You know, the more we're talking about it, the more I want to go watch it again. Like I, 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 I just I love seeing Christopher Lambert and uh, or Lambert and uh, Sean Connery together again. Like I remember, like like after Ramirez died in the first one, spoilers, everyone, and uh, you know he calls out to my friend Ramirez, and then he and then he shows back up, and all the all the humor that goes with that, like when he's uh, getting fitted for a suit and shit, and uh, yeah, yeah, and then him sacrificing himself in the end, spoilers again. Uh, Michael Ironside was great in that, and he he picks up uh what's his name John John McGin John C McGinley the the guy who plays Doctor Cox in uh in Scrubs picks him up by the balls and like hucks him out a window. <laughs> yeah, that shit was great. Yeah, well, I I had that feeling going through this in general, like just kind of looking at sequels, being like, oh man, I want to watch that movie again. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of these movies in a long time. We do need to watch RoboCop too. Going back to a couple episodes back. Yeah, haven't gotten around to that yet. Some other ways that I think uh, sequels can fuck things up is like, uh, you know, the the director, I mean, even if it's the same director of the first, like not knowing what made the first one great and and instead choosing different elements to concentrate on. Yeah, like they, yeah, they got lucky. Yeah. Like they did, they, it wasn't a great movie on purpose. Like they just, they, they happened to, uh, hit a nerve and then totally misinterpreted what nerve it was they hit. <laughs> well, I, I do agree with that. But like in, in one case that I was thinking of, like the director, I don't know what was going on in his head. In this case, it was Mr. Steven Spielberg. And I'm thinking Jurassic Park 2. 
Like oh, they see Jurassic Park and they're like, what a great movie. And they're like, you know what? Let's make Ian Malcolm the star. And let's make him more of like a family man action hero in this. And that that did not work for me at all. No. Like, I wanted to see Grant. If anyone, I wanted to see Grant. He was the adventurer one. He was the, the rugged one who knew about dinosaurs. Yeah, he even, like, had Indiana Jones's hat. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Can you imagine Harrison Ford in that role? I absolutely can. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. There's an alternate universe where Harrison Ford played Dr. Grant. No offense to, uh, what's his name? Did Neil something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Woo. Okay, good. I felt bad that I couldn't remember it. He was going to be mad at me. You know, me and Sam, we're, is, we're good buddies. Big fan of the show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, even like like a like an Indiana Jones Temple of Doom with Mr. Spielberg again, you know, that that was a very different movie. And they ended up going back and and taking it back to what people loved in Last Crusade. Temple of Doom was still good though. Like I yes. liked like I wouldn't say it was a bad sequel at all. Um obviously we did a whole show on it and uh we didn't have too many nasty things to say. Yeah. But it was not a better movie. No. Let's see. You also have your your Terminator 3 where <laughs> You know, the, they, they cut a sequence out of Terminator 2 where John Connor is teaching the Terminator how to smile. And it was, you know, it was it was really awkward in, in the in when you watch the deleted scenes and you see that that moment. But it's almost like the person who made uh, Terminator 3, like saw that moment and he's like, yes, let's make a whole movie like that. Yeah. We need more of that. Let's make it PG-13. Let's have him go into like a was it like a leather daddy bar where where he. uh where he gets his his leather getup in the beginning, and he's got like sparkly do sunglasses, and uh, later he tells a he tells a gas station attendant to talk to the hand. Adding comedy relief can work, um, but it is certainly not a sure thing. Yeah, like uh, it worked really well with Evil Dead. Yeah, I, I think that kind of defined the franchise from there on. But uh, Terminator was not one that was really begging for more comedy. No, at all, especially after T two. Yeah. Where it was just wall to wall action. Yeah, like it stood. It should have stayed as a serious action franchise. Like it went from more of a of a slasher style in the first one to just balls to the wall action. Like like, I mean, action movie royalty right there. Well, oh yeah. That, I'm I am certain we will we'll get to that when we're talking about good goods. Um, one other type of uh, type of sequel or way to ruin a sequel, I guess, that I would l- like to bring up is Mike Myers <laughs> and, <laughs> and and what he does to his sequels. Like he is what what I referenced in the uh, in the intro to the show. Like he takes the little things that work and just plays on uh, on them. Oh my goodness! By by the second Austin Powers, like the whole like it was it was the shh thing in the first one you know the the little i got a bag of shh with your name on it and then in the second one when it was zip it i i believe that's what it was in the second one it was either second or the third but he did it in every single movie and i was over it and even wayne's world 2 did the same thing yeah yeah he kind of gloms onto something and uh just keeps doing it yeah and it it really bums me out because i mean wayne's world 2 i still love that movie but those moments where where you're like, oh, that was that's directly lifted from the first one. Like it's it's too ham fisted. It's too in my face about it. It's like, yeah, you loved the first one, so you must love this, right? And I'm like, no, I I don't. Well, and that's a, it's a slippery slope too, because you, you we could say the same thing, you know, like, oh man, you can't do the same thing over and over again. 
and then they try and do something new and be like, man, what are you trying to reinvent the wheel for? This was great the first time. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's a hard tightrope to walk. It is true. It has to be identifiable as the original product still, and it has to be familiar, but it can't be exactly the same. Yeah, it, it has to it has to feel like it and respect it without making a joke out of it. Yeah, unless it's Evil Dead 2. And then, yes. then you can really just remake kind of the same movie with some new stuff and make a joke out of it, and it's better. You I, know, there's no hard and fast rules here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> A couple other things that work to sequels' detriment is uh, the obvious cash grab, which where there is no real creative vision behind it, yeah, or not a not one that's worth making a movie about. But because they know it's going to make just a shit ton of money, fucking pump that thing out. Stuff like Batman Forever, like you know, hey, Batman's still big. Let's do something really stupid, and people will still come see it. Yeah, well, and and Batman Forever did really well despite not being a great movie, and then so so then Batman and Robin after that, like. That right there was your cash grab with the Mike Myers methodology where the, where they're like, oh, okay, we had we had one Batman butt shot in the first one. Let's do butt shots and crotch shots and tit shots of everyone. Nipples. Let's just how many puns can we come up with? Yeah. This movie oh, all the dialogue in this movie needs to be puns. That's yeah. all we're going for. It's like, oh, it's just fucking bat credit card and shit. Yeah, you can find uh, super cuts of those and they are so great <laughs> yeah and so that's that is not good and then uh, the, I think the final one that I can think of at least as far as uh, sequel pitfalls we yeah. could call them is uh, just making one that doesn't need to be made yeah I think that's the biggest one for me is that it's I, I like a good story that has a beginning a middle and an end mm -hmm. and if you're planning on making sequels ad nauseum which seems to be the MO for Hollywood these days oh fuck yeah like, they don't want to make a movie. They want to make a series of movies. It's the same thing with TV shows. Like, if TV shows come out, I think for the most part, if they don't think it can do, you know, five seasons, yeah, they may not want to greenlight it. You know, they're not interested in telling, like, a, you know, eight-part miniseries for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is a little bit better with it. The BBC does those all the time, and they're freaking great. Yeah, Netflix and BBC and, like, HBO has has been yeah. getting better about that, too. Well, I mean, I guess they've been doing it for a little while, but there's the problem of, like, Dexter, where they're like, okay, let's keep this going, and it needed to end, and it could yeah. have ended earlier. It's okay for a story to end. Yeah. It's fine. Like, I get it. You could, uh, I guess it brings on the cash grab. It's like, well, why would it end if we could keep making more money? But, you know, I, if a story needs beginning, middle, and end. And if you deprive people of ever having an end, a real end, it's not satisfying. And if you keep making movies until they suck, then it kind of spoils it. Yeah. And I know we, we talked about it in the Indiana Jones episode a little bit. I only dislike cash grabs when they are just bad i don't mind that they were actually made like it doesn't kill anything for me like we we spoke about if they were going to make another indiana jones you know like yeah. should they let it die i don't think so because if there's a chance that it could be good why not make it yeah i mean if there was like a uh movie refund system where you could <laughs> be like get your money back when a movie was shitty i think they would do it a lot less but you know people would game that as well you know i would never like any movie i ever saw as far as they were concerned. <laughs> yeah, and like an, an Indiana Jones movie or a Batman movie will make its budget back no matter how bad it is. Yeah, yeah. Did, so why uh, not? did Justice League make its money back? I bet it did. It did, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, not not much else. <laughs> yeah, because after marketing and everything, like you you have to you have to make like two or three times the budget to for it to be a success or to be profitable. So when a movie's like two hundred million, like it, you know, 
it's not it's not that simple to make a a movie that makes 600 million even 600 million even if it is you know a tentpole franchise superhero blockbuster yeah justice league was not good and uh and so it, it took down the repeat viewing yeah yeah well and you get i mean you get some movies too where where they don't do great in the box office but they eventually catch on because they are good yeah unfortunately most sequels aren't in that camp no the you know straight to dvd releases where i think they those are fairly profitable i think they've made like six freaking starship troopers movies oh shit <laughs> i don't think i've seen any of them other than the first one i love the first one but I remember seeing like, you know, Starship Troopers 5 at like Walmart once. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what is going on? Here? Oh, yeah. Like Tremors. There's yeah, been a shit ton of so those. so many Tremors. I remember, yeah, I, I wanted to show my kids the original Tremors and I looked for it on Netflix and all they had was like the last four of them. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Uh, okay. So let's uh, let's change gears and let's talk about some good sequels. Uh, yeah. I love good sequels are my favorite kind of sequels. Yeah. Yeah, they they do exist, and despite the stereotype that that sequels are, I mean, the justifiable stereotype yeah. that that sequels are bad, there are some great fucking sequels, and there are instances of them being better than the original. Oh, there definitely are. I think a lot of the time they're they're even serviceable. But I mean, like I we touched on it last episode, so I'll, I won't get into it. But uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise went from something I don't give a shit about to something that is. Uh, Still not high on my list, but is definitely more watchable and better than the first few for me. Yeah. Like, I don't care about illegal street racing and Vin Diesel, but you start driving cars through skyscrapers and you might have my attention for at least a little while. One of these days, I'm going to get around to watching those. Like, it, it, seem, it seems like an imperative in society these days that you, you have to either not be into movies or you have to watch The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, just skip ahead to like the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd seen the first two, didn't watch Tokyo Drift because it seemed like direct to DVD fodder. Yeah, you know, there there was there was a different guy playing the sort of Paul Walker esque role, and uh, I guess Vin Diesel had a cameo in that. I understand, but um, yeah, I had zero desire to watch that, so I I just never got back into the franchise. I'm not a car guy anyway, so. By the time it wasn't about street racing, I already had it in my head that like, okay, it's street racing. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Like I was like, oh, Fast and Furious, I don't care. And then, yeah, then they're about weird like bank heists in Monaco and secret <laughs> agents and cyborgs. Yeah. <laughs> You're like what the fuck Corona happened? and family. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- th- that's a good one. Um, let's see. Uh, what'd you think of the Super Troopers sequel? Never saw it. You didn't see it? No, I, I, it's, it's really bizarre to me. You're the only person I know in the world that is this big of a fan of Super Troopers. Like, I don't think I've ever known anybody that has brought it up as many times as you. And you don't bring it up all the time. It's only been like three times, but that's like two more times than <laughs> anyone else in the world. I don't understand this love. Well, I've just, I just heard a bunch of people bagging on the sequel and it was pretty good. Like it didn't <laughs> l- match up to the, the, the original, but. Uh... The original wasn't that great. Oh, I, I I watched the shit out of that movie. You just needed to do more drugs, John. <laughs> so you never saw it, really? No. I thought we watched it together. I mean, maybe we were doing drugs, <laughs> but maybe I was doing more than you. So I forgot I uh, I forgot I watched it at all. All right. Well, that is one example. I oh, like yeah? that one. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, comic book movies that have had great sequels, like X Men Two. 
is oh, yeah. better than the original. Definitely. But it's it's tough. It's tough for me because you couldn't have that second great movie without the first one. The nice thing in a superhero movie about the second movie is that you could fucking dump all the origin garbage. Yeah. You don't fucking need it. You could just get straight into good story. Yeah. And that's awesome. So like X-Men 2 was was great. Spider-Man 2, it's for me, is still one of the best uh comic book movies yeah. around. I mean, even though there it the the first and the second don't quite hold up like they used to when you go back and watch them but the, but it's still great well and doc ock's awesome like they did a really good job with him and they didn't always do that with spider-man's villains yeah they spent the time to set him up and make you kind of have an idea of who he was and what you know what was going on and they didn't try and cram like f- three villains in there for no reason yeah. like they did with a number of the later spider-man movies like it was one one bad guy and you focused on him and you got it and it was good because you have to have a prop, you know, a good, compelling villain. Otherwise, your hero is has a hard time being compelling as well. Yeah, and Doctor Octopus was was great on his own, and then you had the the underlying story of Harry Osborn, you know, slowly going down the dark yeah. road, and uh, you know, you had the vendetta for Spider Man. And in part three, that that would have that would have worked well if they would have just left the whole Eddie Brock Venom thing out of it. Wasn't Sandman in it too? Yeah, I mean, because like they just crammed like, like, hey, we got all these other villains left over. Let's put them all in there. Yeah, well, for me, for me, Sandman was the Doctor Octopus of it, and then you, and then you had the culmination, the three movie culmination of Harry and Peter's story. Like, I yeah. still love that story and those scenes, but they, I think the shoehorning of Eddie Brock and Venom into that was what crowded it, and then it it threw the pacing off. You know, like if if they would have introduced the uh, the symbiote earlier in the movie. And because it's it's like two different movies. There's like the 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 Sandman Spider Man movie, and then there's the uh, the Venom Spider Man movie, and then they sort of join in in the end. But it didn't need to be that long and convoluted. And I still think Topher Grace was kind of an odd choice. Yeah, that was not good. I mean, not to knock on him because he seems like a cool dude, but he's just not a great fit for Venom. I'm gonna go on record here. <laughs> Fuck Topher Grace. Well, shit. No, I'm just kidding. Guess he, we're never he, gonna interview him. <laughs> no, yeah, I've I've heard him on podcasts and other shows, and he seems like he is what you assessed him as. I thought I heard something about him like recutting Star Wars or something. Yeah, he he took the the prequel trilogy and cut it into one movie. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I've I've heard it's good. There might be a decent movie in those three. Yeah, he cut out some midichlorians and Jar Jar Binks, and uh, another movie that I think uh, exceeded its original form is uh mad max 2 road warrior okay that movie's freaking great it yep. is definitely like i went back and watched the original mad max a while ago and and like in my mind mad max was road warrior yeah i went back and watched the original and was like what the fuck is going on this is not what i remember at all like why is he visiting his friend in the hospital there's hospitals yeah it looked cheap and it looked clean and and like it didn't look war ravaged like like road warrior or thunderdome especially yeah it wasn't like super post-apocalyptic you know people in fucking nuts ass get-ups driving nuts ass cars yeah and feral children yeah yeah it was totally it was like wait what is this movie yeah road warriors freaking bad and i guess they they kind of made up a lot of it as they went along like they had like a general plot but like just they went out there and shot and like all right this will be cool and then this will be cool george miller was just like all right let's do this this and we want everything practical and everything real and uh that's what they did, and it looks awesome. Yeah, like that shot where the guy in the motorcycle, the like the not the main bad guy, the guy with the Jason mask, the other main bad guy with the mohawk, when he like hits the car and like goes flipping like end over end onto the ground. 
Oh, that was an accident. They did not mean to do that. Oh, shit. Yeah, he broke like his leg in two places. Ooh. Yeah, but they were like, wow, that sucks, man, but that looked fucking cool. We're yeah, leave it in. It in. <laughs> that was rad. <laughs> like like uh, in that uh, Mission Impossible, I can't remember if it was Rogue Nation or Fallout. I, maybe it was Fallout, the most recent one. Like there's that shot of uh, Tom Cruise jumping from one building to another, and you know he doesn't he doesn't make the jump. You know he's sort, and I think it was planned for him to not make the jump, but you can even see it in the trailer. He breaks his fucking like ankle or foot, like it, and it it happened, and they oh, they had to like shit. postpone filming for a little bit. But yeah, like in the trailer you see that shit, and you're like, holy crap, that shit broke. I mean that that's why you generally don't have the star do all their own stunts because mm-hmm. if they break their ankle like oh wow we've got a million dollars sitting around waiting on you to heal yeah yeah the, i think that happened in force awakens with uh harrison ford he hurt himself doing something the fuck is harrison ford doing stunts for i yeah i doubt he was even doing a stunts dude's like okay fucking 70 he was, was probably gonna... just going for a jog and pulled a <laughs> pulled a hammy i was gonna say like he's he's old enough he doesn't he has nothing to prove man he does yeah. not need to do his own stunts that's for damn sure yeah they could just they could just cgi his face on somebody uh but uh i already mentioned evil dead 2 i think that's better than evil dead 1 uh it is uh bigger funnier it ties everything into army of darkness which i also really like yeah and uh it was a little less gory because i think they had a lot of trouble with the first one i guess getting into theaters and especially overseas where they were like nope this shit's out of control they got like x ratings and shit in a few countries Oh, shit. Yeah, they had to put like a special edited version out in England and all kinds of shit. So they toned that down a little bit and then threw some jokes in and uh, and invented Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Gave him a persona that he has yet to escape. And I don't think he wants to either. No, he embraces that shit. That guy Vlog is awesome. One sequel I would I would love to talk about. We'd be remiss if we did not bring it up because it's it's one of my favorite ones of all time. We we talked about Spider-Man 2 and X-Men 2. Uh, Superman 4. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like like Highlander uh 2, The Quickening. I love Superman 4 and Superman you, 3. Do you really? Yeah. I and and like Highlander, I I understand that they're not good movies. Oh, you but, you are were you really going to talk about Superman? No. Oh, okay. I was no, I'm say, I am shit. I am convinced. I am convinced that that <laughs> if I if I could get like I should just get a file of Superman three, take it into premiere and recut it. I think I could make a good movie out of that. Like you just got to cut the goofy Gus Gorman Richard Pryor yeah. shit. Like the, the Christopher Reeve in that movie looks fantastic. He is fucking built, and and uh, and the whole evil Superman sequence. Like there are times when I look at that and I and I still question. If that's Christopher Reeve, like he, he is such a different person. Well, no, he, he does great in both of those. Um, those are some movies that I think could, especially Superman four could benefit from, a, a remastering where you redid some of the special effects. Yeah. The first Superman movie, it looks so good. And I don't know why by Superman four, it looked so bad. It was because of uh, Golan and Globus. We we talked about them in the Masters of the Universe episode. They they bought the rights off the Salkins uh, and made Superman four, and they <sighs> squandered the budget doing other things. Possibly Masters of the Universe. I'm not sure. So so they they ended up having to like reuse some really poorly shot uh, blue screen shots, and and it yeah it's. Yeah, it's it's bad. So bad. And he's got a weird, like, Great Wall of China rebuilding vision. <laughs> yeah, where he builds it with, rebuilds yeah. walls with his eyes. Oh, I guess boy. that's a new power for him. Why not? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, Chris Reeve is great and all those. 
But no, what I wanted to talk about was The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Batman Begins, fantastic movie. But to me, like, The Dark Knight is still, like, it's it's on the Mount Rushmore of comic book films, you know, along with, with Superman the movie, for sure. I've talked to a surprising number of people that hate it. What the fuck? Who are you associating with? I don't approve of this. Yeah, I, I I was shocked as well. I was like, what do you what do you mean? They were like, they didn't like Joker, and they didn't like I I I I kind of zoned out because like I, I I clearly don't care what you think. Yeah, because you are so wrong. Yeah, you 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 are not you are you are worthy of my contempt. <laughs> like I don't understand. I don't I don't want to understand why you don't like this movie. Yeah, I mean, and going into it. I was very skeptical because I didn't like the look of Joker at all, and I I didn't see anything in Heath Ledger that would lead me to believe he would do a good job. But I I tell you what, like a third of the way into that movie, I I completely lost all of that. Like, did I want a a giant smile Joker with angular features? Of course I did. I'm a comic book fan. But his Joker, like, I did not see Heath Ledger. I he saw fucking, Joker. Yeah, he like, fucking sold oh, it. Man, his his mannerisms and, like, and and that movie was one of the early, uh, early, I mean, I, I think it's still one of the few movies that I look at and it doesn't feel like a comic book. It feels like a film. Like, it's 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 got like a, like a Michael Mann, like, heat sort of, uh, like, filmic quality to it. It seems smarter. Than, than just like a, a superhero punch him up a Marvel joke joke punch movie. No, it's yeah, it's a serious film. It's a it's a proper movie. I, the, I going back because I, I watched some uh, some clips of it and uh, I'm amazed that I put up with Christian Bale's Batman voice for so long though. Holy shit! It is so bad. Bad. Like I remember at the time thinking like it's eh, a little much there, buddy. But uh, like going back after after a while, I'm like, man, no, that is like way too much yeah you sound like a fucking idiot well go back and watch batman begins and his voice is perfect in that like for the most part he's he's just sort of low and blah 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 and then you know he only does like the growl when he's got that cop strung up swear to me you know and and that was appropriate because he was intimidating that that guy like yeah. he he was he's, trying to be horrifying yelling. but he's not just like hey commissioner gordon what are you having for dinner? Like talking from the complete back of his mouth with cotton balls in his cheeks. And <laughs> just smoking 17 cigars. Yeah, and Christian Bale has almost a little bit of a lisp. Yeah, And, and it, it, it comes out uh, in that performance. Pete Holmes does an excellent Christian Bale Batman impression, and it's funny. Oh, I've never seen it. I should see it. Oh, he, does, he has a whole shit ton of videos. They're totally worth perusing. <laughs> that being such a high, the, uh, the final movie in that series was uh, a bit of a low yeah yeah that, they, it was not a great sequel no they uh it was it, i was i was terribly disappointed with that and i think you know he, they kind of blew their load a little early essentially yeah well and <laughs> it was gonna be a tough movie to top you know what you can go back and find some uh some interviews where they talk about what they wanted the third one to be initially and it was going to involve heath ledger's joker and, you know, more more of like the battle for the soul of Gotham that, that you know, the third one was all about the soul of Gotham. Yeah. Um, but imagining that Joker is still involved in that, you can't help but but believe that it would have been such a better movie. But with Heath Ledger's passing, you know, they weren't going to recast him. And that that was sad to me. I think I've said it before, so I don't want to retread territory. But I just hated what, what they did to Batman. 
I don't know if I like this Batman as much as yeah. I thought I did now that you've ended it this way. It's like, oh, good. I can be done. You're like, oh, well, good for you being Batman for a year or two and then taking eight years off and then going and living in Italy. Yeah. Fucking prick. <laughs> Hooray. I'm sure Gotham will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. You saved it. It's, yeah. What could go wrong? I'm sure you've, it's you've got Robin totally now. Fixed. Yeah. Ah. So I guess, I mean, one sequel that. Since I, I know what your uh, what your favorite use in pop culture is, and I know what mine is, and mine's mine's going to be a cheat. I'm going to stick with it. But uh, the one we have to talk about is, of course, you know, uh, Terminator 2. Fuck yeah. I was definitely torn between Terminator 2 and my favorite. Like it was it was in the running. Because it is a great movie. Yeah, it's the ultimate action movie. Like, they they took this character that was, I know some people don't agree with me, but he was essentially a slasher. You know, oh, just yeah. an unstoppable force. That's absolutely what he was. Oh, yeah? You and Kyle seem to have a problem with me lumping it in with slashers when we were doing that episode. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't a horror movie. <sighs> it wasn't that he wasn't, he wasn't an unstoppable force, it's that it's, it wasn't a horror movie it was a suspense movie if anything oh i still disagree with that but that's fine we, we can we can revisit it in, in, in uh next month but uh yeah he took this this character that was that was a cold cyborg killer and turned him into the good guy and also in doing so got got the liquid metal t1000 yeah. pioneered special effects i mean they looked good for I mean, they still don't look bad. There's yeah. still movies made now that look worse. Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park. Like, yeah. like that that one did dinosaurs right. And ever since then, like they or a lot of people can't crack it. Well, and, and I think they had like a hundred million dollar budget for T2. Like he got handed just a phenomenal amount of money to make that movie and used it splendidly. You know, when we were talking about what makes a great sequel, like they they carry on the story from the original respectfully. But they push the characters in directions that they would naturally be going in and they evolve the characters, but not in disrespectful ways. You know, like Sarah Connor, after having experienced what she did in the first one, like she's turned herself into a fucking tank and she's in the fucking loony bin because that that's exactly what would happen if you start telling people that that there was a fucking robot from the future that yeah. tried to kill you <laughs> and, and you a man to, from the future impregnated you and you need to break into this company and shut them down yeah cuz they're going to bring on the end of the world yeah and you know the little little baby john connor now even though i mean what what is he like 13 14 even though I, I don't think the timeline worked out as far as far as his age and the the first two movies, but that, I'm okay with that. Yeah, They'll whatever. get a pass. Yeah, that's yeah. Linda Hamilton was a total badass in it, except the first time she saw fucking T800 walk into the fucking loony bin. Yeah, she lost her shit, and she played that so well. Like, she, yeah, she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go kill. Oh, no, fuck this! I'm gonna kick this guy's ass." As soon as he comes around the corner, she just fucking drops and looks terrified her voice goes high yeah. like, like it's, oh. it's weird like i remember seeing t2 before seeing the first one yeah and then here. going back and watching the first one you're like what the fuck is going on with her voice because it's so high and she's a normal person and blah 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 you know i'm used to like like low gravelly yeah, she's not a badass yet yeah so she hasn't lived through that shit yet and and when when you know like you said when he comes around the corner and she drops like she instantly turns back into the terrified uh -huh. girl from the first one 
and then slowly regains her composure. But, you know, spinning that and having the the Terminator being the protector this time around against an advanced Terminator, it worked so well. And unfortunately, since it did work so well, that's all they've done since then. Like Terminator 3 bullshit garbage with uh, ah, a more advanced Terminator again. Um, and it looks like that's what this new one's going to be, too. Well, again, they, this, this is T2 is probably where they should have ended it. Like yeah. it had a great the ending of that movie is awesome. Victory comes and Edward Furlong's try, crying and trying to get him to not melt himself down. And yeah, thumbs up. Like it is a uh, that is a fucking epic ending for the Terminator. And unfortunately, it was not the ending for the no. Terminator. <laughs> you know, I, it just hit me. We were talking about doing an episode on the Terminator series in November uh, for the release of Dark Fate. Um, it was a listener suggestion, actually. So, hey, listeners. Email us your suggestions at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com and uh, we'll turn it into an episode. So let's not go into it too much further other than it was awesome. Yeah, it is undoubtedly one of the best sequels ever. It's one of the first things I I watch when I get a new TV or a new sound setup or something. Yeah. You know, when I got a Blu-ray player, like it's it's always either Jurassic Park or Terminator 2. Oh man, I had something else I was going to talk about, but I'm going to save it. Yeah, suspense. Another movie that I'd like to touch on before we get into the big boys that uh, I think was unquestionably better than its predecessor and most of the ones that followed, I think I would say probably all of them, but is uh, Wrath of Khan, Star Trek II. Oh, shit. Here you go, nerd. Yeah. No, that is a freaking great movie. And the weird thing about it that I think may have contributed to it being so great was uh, that uh, the, the studio basically kicked gene roddenberry out and wouldn't let him be a producer because <laughs> he reshot and redid and you know all the stuff that he revised and redid through the first one it like way overrun its budget oh shit and it didn't perform super well and so they were like nope man you're out of here and so they got it, the they got a producer a new producer a director and a writer all of which or two of which the producer and the writer as far as i understand had never seen star trek before holy shit that would be like having me do a Star yeah. Trek movie. And the director had seen it, but wasn't a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they all got together. They, they, I mean, they watched all of them and kind of came up with something and uh, wrote a really excellent, made a really excellent movie that was Star Trek. And Gene Roddenberry, I guess, didn't like the script because it's kind of like a, it, it almost plays like, a, like the Hunt for Red October or like a naval battle movie. Oh, interesting. Where, you know, they're, 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 you know, because they're in two different ships and they're kind of going after each other and trying to accomplish their goals. And like at the end, there's a big battle. It's like in a nebula. So like they can't use their sensors. So it's not like a pitched space battle. It's like it's more like a submarine fight where they like can barely see each other and they're trying to take each other out. Yeah. And uh, it brought back Khan, who is from the original series. He's like a genetically modified superhuman, but he's a he's you know, just a human like everybody else. Yeah, I've never seen it. Really? You yep. should, if you watch anything from the original Star Trek series, that's a good one. Since you're not familiar with like all the stuff going on, you won't uh, be kind of privy to some of the backstory. But because the people that made it also really weren't, yeah, yeah. it's very accessible. You know, the, the only one that I'm fairly certain I've seen all the way through is Star Trek Four, Because that was the only one we owned on VHS for whatever reason. Is that the one where they go back in time? Yep. Yeah. Angelina refers to it as the one with the whales. Yeah, save the whales? Yeah. It's a pretty good one. I, I I like that one also. Oh, okay. But uh, 
But no, Wrath of Khan is wonderful. I love Khan as an enemy. He's a solid enemy because he's he's super smart. He's super like he's like biologically engineered to be like super strong, super smart. He's like quoting Shakespeare yeah, I, and shit. He's I saw Benedict Cumberbatch. He, he, yeah, fuck Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> chump ass Khan. All right, well let, let's let's uh, let's save the expounding on that for uh, for the Star Trek episode. <laughs> But yeah, it was uh it, it's a good one. Uh it is better than the Star Trek the motion picture. So if uh if you want to get into Star Trek movies, start with Wrath of Khan. So I think I will get into one Star Trek movie and that will be Wrath of Khan because yeah. I, I don't really care to get into Star Trek movies, but it sounds like that's the one to do and the first one is an important. It's a good ass movie. It's the one where Spock sacrifices himself at the end and dies. Yeah, I know like, I I know like all about that and the capsule that gets shot out and and Shatner's Khan. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 iconic for a reason. It's a good movie. Iconic? Yeah. Khan. Ah, ah. There it. it is. All right. Sorry. That's the indicator of a good joke when you have to explain it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm a comedian. All right, so next up will be our uh, our favorite use in pop culture, our favorite sequel. The bestest of the bestest. Boy, it is warm in these cubes that we record in, so we're going to go take a break. We're doing a sequel. We're back by popular demand. Come on, everybody, strike up the band. We're doing a sequel. That's what we do in Hollywood. And everybody knows that the sequel's never quite as good. I thought it was the end, but no, my friends, this is when we get to do it all again. Do it all again. Until the credits roll, we've got another go to show that we can do it all again. We're doing a sequel. There's no need to disguise. Welcome back, Ben. Hey, wait, that's how I ended the last one. Woo! <laughs> um, so we took a little break. We got a little air. And now we are going to move into our favorite sequels, our favorite use in pop culture. But this is pop culture, so unless you uh, unless you did like a sequel record or computer game, we're, uh, we're doing favorite sequel movies. Yeah, I guess there is like sequels to games and stuff. We didn't yeah. really get to that. Yeah, there's comic books too. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez, and books? Oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe we do need to do an additional episode. <laughs> maybe, maybe next anniversary. Yeah, yeah. We'll do uh, we'll do another topic of sequels. Yeah, threequels. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk all about Return of the Jedi and RoboCop 3. Holy shit. Like, I wasn't going to open up that that uh, can of worms uh, during our bad sequel talk. But, oh, I guess we did kind of talk about it in the RoboCop episode, so never mind. Yeah, we got it covered. And and we talked about a lot of bad uh bad and or good and or mixed horror movie sequels in the uh the last Halloween episode. Oh yeah, and the slasher two parter. All right. So Benjamin, why don't you do the honors and give us your favorite use in pop culture? I mean, I imagine since we have omitted one fairly 
reasonably big uh, <laughs> sequel that, that people may know what it is. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure what you're doing, but I know what I'm doing, and uh, it is uh, obviously lacking thus far. And that is uh, good old Jimmy Cameron's masterpiece, Aliens. Fucking Aliens. Yeah. Ooh. So good. Man, I love that. I love the first Alien, too. Uh, yeah. Ridley Scott is also a uh, super cool dude, or at least uh, made a super cool movie. And it's another one where they had, kind of like Terminator, where it started out as more of like a stalking suspense, you know, there's one alien. Horror movie? Yeah, yeah, that's solidly a horror movie. <laughs> and James Cameron came in and made it a bitchin' action movie with loads of aliens. It's got more aliens, it's got more people to die it's got more ways it's got to die. testosterone coming out of every orifice even from the women like it was like they injected it with steroids and and a special effects budget and you have bill paxton in there with his classic game over man game, game over. over man you've got michael Bean in that who's a terminator alumni um you've got douchebag paul riser you've got sigourney weaver coming back like in fact, similar to uh, to Sarah Connor after the first one, like she comes back battle hardened and bad ass. Oh, and I got to say, I think Ellen Ripley is one of my favorite characters in a movie ever. I would believe that she is because she's because she goes through the first movie and she's you know the only freaking survivor of that mess. Yeah, and the cat, her and the cat. But she's she's fucking super tough and badass. So she's like she's a proper action hero. Yeah. She's smart. She's principled. She's, uh, you know, especially in Aliens, she's compassionate and, and and she's the only voice of reason in that entire fucking movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, hey, guys, you're fucking stupid. You need to leave this shit the fuck alone. This is a bad idea. Yeah. You like this is going to go south for all of you. And, and no one listens to her. And then and then when uh, shit gets real, she's the one that's got to step in and take care of it. And, you know, she. You know, Newt pops up and she takes care of Newt and saves her. And she's just an awesome character. She's got trauma in her past. She does not succeed at everything. She's, you know, she's complicated and has challenges that she has to overcome. And she's just a really solid main character for a movie. Yeah. And you do not have a dog named Sarah Connor. I thought about that, though. <laughs> it's just Sarah Connor was not nearly as good of a name for a dog as Ripley. Yeah. But, uh, but no, she's, 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 she's a, a, a fantastic example of not only a strong female protagonist, just a strong protagonist in general. For sure. Yeah. Like, like she is one of those examples where, you know, in this society where we're moving, where, where we are moving in a direction that is going away from labels. Like she is a very strong proponent for that, for that, you know, that she is a strong lead. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah, exactly. She's, she's a fucking boss, man. She is, uh, she's cool. Gotta love Sigourney Weaver. I remember, uh, as a kid being at, at some family friend's house and watching the end of that movie. I saw the end before I saw the entire movie. Cause oh, yeah. I was, I was little and I just remember seeing Bishop getting ripped in half by the mm -hmm. queen in the end there and seeing that white milky shit coming out of his oh, mouth yeah. like it scarred me it was so weird that was the first i think that was the first time i'd ever seen a man get torn in half and then just seeing all that all that gross milky shit all over the place yeah, he was Ugh. an android at least so it, you know it was there's some separation between human death and that but uh, well, yeah and maybe it was, it was still a, pretty freaking gnarly <laughs> maybe it was it, it was also the fact that he was still alive 
or, or you know, still moving and functioning. Yeah, she like took his head. She still had his head in three. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, you know, I'm not certain I ever saw three from beginning to end. It's okay. It's, it's yeah, not. That's it, not what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard it's not okay. No, it's, it's okay. Did you ever see Alien Resurrection? It's not okay. Nope. But I sad. have also heard that is not okay. I, I know all the beats just from, from being aware in this space. But um, no, I think that is a super, super solid favorite use uh, of sequels. It was James Cameron's second movie, uh, or like studio movie, and Terminator was the first, and it hadn't come out yet when he started filming it. Oh, so it was, so it went Terminator, Aliens, Alien. and then Abyss, and then T2? And then T2, yeah. Okay, yeah. He went to Fox basically and said, I want to make a sequel to this movie, because Fox owned Alien. Yeah. Hollywood lore around it, at least. I don't know if it's 100% true, but the uh, the way James Cameron pitched it to Fox, he like made a meeting and was like, hey, you know, I'd like to make a sequel to Alien. And they're like, okay, come on in. And he went in and had like a whiteboard set up and took a whiteboard marker and wrote Alien on it in big letters and then looked at him and then put an S behind it and then looked at him and then put two lines through the S. Oh. <laughs> and, that, and, that was his, and that was his pitch. And they're like... All right, sure. <laughs> well, and I remember being a kid and seeing like like knowing at least vaguely of the xenomorph, but seeing that queen oh, with yeah. her giant, giant fucking bony head and big it, tail swinging around and holy little tiny shit. creepy arms on her chest. That is such an iconic design. Like that one for me is just as iconic uh, as the uh, as the original xenomorph. I don't oh, think yeah. that that is generally regarded in the same way, but I mean, the queen was such a big deal to me. And then when they made the action figures and Alien 3 and Resurrection, when there was like the bull alien yeah. and the whatever Squirting alien. Squirting something alien. Yeah. Yeah. I had the queen because that queen action figure was badass. I had like a fully uh, articulating tail and shit. It was yeah. super cool. I remember you were the only person too that had the uh, Atax figure where he had like the alien armor. Yeah. It was like a human that could dress up like yeah, an alien. Was pretending to be an alien. I also yeah. had the, like the cobra or whatever. It was like a snake. Totally not in the movie. They just made it up. Just yeah. throw some freaking action figures out. That was in the in the days of uh like Batman Forever. And that's what you what you wanted to do. Yeah. Make it more toyetic. A funny story about that. The cause he I guess he filmed it in England at this place called uh was it Pinewood? Oh, Pinewood Studios. Holy shit. That is the legendary studios. Superman the movie, James Bond, Star Wars, like yeah. Oh, well, he fucking hated it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He had, he had a hard fucking time because they only gave him. I mean, he was semi unproven at that point. So they gave him 18 million bucks in 80 days to make a movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's shocking that he made that movie yeah, in that time. Right. Like, that's that's impressive. And what's even more shocking is that uh, when he got there, the uh, assistant director and uh, director of photography both kind of thought he was some no name jerk. Yeah. And uh, basically worked the entire time to undermine him. Fucking shit. And because uh, the assistant director thought he should be directing it. And so he was just a total dick. He ended up having to fire him. I wonder who the AD and DP were on that. I'd, I'd love to look into that. The DP was Dick Bush. I don't. <laughs> which I, I know because I remember because it was a funny name. Yeah. I don't Dick remember Bush. the name of the assistant director, but uh, some fucking guy that isn't James Cameron, uh, I think is the long and the short of it. But uh, he went on there and he got really frustrated. And, like he was like he yelled at the crew like a lot because uh, they would show up at like eight and then they would had mandated breaks at eleven and two and then like three times a day a lady would walk through with like a little tea trolley and every time she walked by they would stop whatever they were doing mid scene didn't fucking matter and go have tea. 
Oh yeah, because it's tea time. Like that—that's the queen's activity at I guess that time. So. And and he was just absolutely livid about it because they'd be in the middle of like shooting or getting ready to shoot, and that the scene like with the the queen alien reveal, he spent like four hours getting it set up just perfect, getting the lighting just right, getting the fog just right, and right before he was about to say action, the tea trolley came through and the oh, everybody just filed out, just disappeared. And all the fucking smoke went out of the room. Oh, shit. Like hangar doors opened up. Yeah. And it went out in that tea. And he was pissed. That I can understand. I mean, I'm sure there was a little element of like, oh, this fucking guy, like. Yeah. Who's this fucking yank yeah. here telling us we can't have our tea? But. Yeah. And and I mean, I'm sure he, he was probably a little petulant. But then again, like he'd been on productions before, even though it was only his second movie directing. Like he'd, he'd been in the art and special effects departments on other flicks. There's a lot of money there, so just getting out and walking away. I mean, I, I, I would be pissed. But yeah, basically, so we ended up firing the AD and the DP. Awesome, getting them out of there, and then like bringing everyone having a come to Jesus moment. And be like, hey, I know we don't like each other, but uh, let's get this shit done. Yeah. And he ended up finishing up the movie, and then uh, I guess on the 75th day, he finished it five days early. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, he kind of, he, he brought them all together and uh, I found the quote for him. He said, this has been a long and difficult shoot fraught with many problems, he said. But the one thing that kept me going through it all was the certain knowledge that one day I would drive out of the gate of Pinewood and never come back and all you sorry bastards would still be here. <laughs> what a shithead. And he fucking left. Wow. What a, <laughs> what a dick bush. So yeah, he, uh, they did not like each other at all, wow. but, uh, somehow they managed to make a fucking amazing movie. Yeah. And, and, you know, one thing's for certain, like th this guy could be the hugest prick on earth, but, um, like there, there's a, there's a movie show that I watch on YouTube all the time. And, and like one thing they say is like, you can never, ever doubt James Cameron. Like, like uh, he, he will prove you wrong if you think he can't do something amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, and they didn't they didn't have anything to, you know, base that on at this point, but yeah. uh, they figured it out. Yeah, like I mean, I hear those stories, I'm like, "Wow, what a dickhead." But I'm like, "Oh, at the same time, like he was he, right." Yeah, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. James Cameron is always right. Yeah, he was he yeah, he was right. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Avatar as a movie. No. Visually, it was fucking stunning. It looked amazing. I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Really? Did you see it in 3D? No. Wait. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like 3D movies, but I had to because yeah. that that was the point. It was. I mean, it looked really cool. The special effects were really neat. He got that. Just the. Uh, I thought the plot and everything was. I mean, it was Pocahontas except dumb. Yeah, Fern Gully. Yeah, it was a little uh, little cliche for me. Um, I expect more out of Mr. Cameron than that. <laughs> Well, you are going to get more out of Mr. Cameron in six Avatar sequels that are entirely too late. No, I, th I think there's like four of them that he's got planned. Whatever. Each one's going to take him fucking 10 years to finish. So I'll, well, be, I'll be dead by the time the last one comes out. The plan and like why it's taken so long is because they've been trying to develop new technology where they can shoot all of them more quickly. So, but yeah. we'll see. Does, does anybody want an Avatar sequel? No. Anybody? There's, there's Other like than four James people. Cameron? <laughs> All right, dear listeners, if you are one of the people that want an Avatar sequel, email us at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com and tell us why. Yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like, I, I, I honestly, like, don't even think I would see it in the theaters. It, unless, I mean, unless, never doubt James Cameron, right? If he pioneers some new technology where where it, you have to see it in theaters, okay, I'll do it. But well, where I mean, where are they going to take that story? 
I don't know, man. Sigourney Weaver's in. Uh, what's his name? Worthington is still in. Uh, Zoe Saldana's in. So like the 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 principal cast from the first one is gonna be there to do what like they because they kind of won are they all just gonna kind of hang out and pretend to be blue people yeah they're gonna plug flying animal tails up their butts and fly around are they gonna do like the uh the avatar trail of tears (laughs) come on (laughs) yeah yeah maybe there will be some weird like uh lewis and clark uh exploration overtones to it yeah because it was very pocahontas and i know how that ended up for the native americans (laughs) it wasn't well but uh, but I mean, I think one of the reasons Alien or Aliens was so was spot on was that it did it respected the sort like he did a totally different thing, but still totally respected the source material. Ellen Ripley was still every bit of Ellen Ripley. The the xenomorphs were still, you know, he just expanded upon what they were, but didn't didn't shit on anything in the original series. Yeah. Like all of that stuff still held up. It was still true. And he just kind of put it in a new light and did a new thing with it. And it all meshes perfectly because I love Alien. Alien's a great movie. I've been wanting to go back and go back and watch it. Like, I I haven't watched the prequels because I want to watch Alien first. And I just I just haven't made it happen. I know at least with Aliens. And and I don't know if they came out with one for for the I think there's some anniversary. They came out with like a brand new fully remastered 4K Blu-ray edition of it. And supposedly it is absolutely beautiful. Well, I even bothered. I, I even borrowed the uh, the series from a friend. Like I've got the series on Blu-ray on my shelf at home. I'm such a fucking asshole. I have it on not Blu-ray. I've got it on standard DVDs because I bought it a long time ago. Peasant. It's been a long time since I bought a DVD, but I have been tempted to buy a 4K version of Aliens. All right, man. Well, I as I alluded to earlier, I, I don't know if I'm cheating or what, but the topic is sequels, right? It's not just sequel. It was plural, yes. All right. So my favorite use in pop culture is the Rocky series. Oh, shit. Because I love every single one of those fucking movies, even part five. Rocky Balboa? No, part five was Rocky Five. That was the one oh, where... where Rocky, so, yeah, Rocky Balboa was six, huh? Yeah, so you had... You had Rocky. It was directed by John G. Avildsen and uh, written by written and starring Sylvester Stallone. Well, starting with number two, Stallone took over directing, and he was writing all of them. So he directed two, which was a phenomenal sequel. Yeah. It was so great. Um, I think I might like Rocky two better than the first one, but I've heard that from from a few people. So you're it's close. I, I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and watch them side by side to really make a determination but i really rocky 2 was really good yeah i mean it is one of those things like like x-men 2 and spider-man 2 where you know it it's it's one of the you look at it and you're like it's so dependent on the original that that oh, yeah. it's 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 hard to separate the two but it's fantastic starting with three they got a little formulaic like three and four were kind of the same movie you know with the with the way they did the uh the open up he's doing well then there's uh, there's a uh, something that brings him. I mean, I guess it's classic storytelling, but something brings him down. He's got to fight his way back to the top because it's the, it's the hero's journey, man. Yeah, That's you know. Exactly I mean, in the first one, it was he was the underdog, and he, he, like it was all about going the distance. Like he didn't win. He didn't come out of that as the heavyweight no, champion. He did not. Second one, okay. You know, Apollo wants him back and he becomes the heavyweight champion. So starting with three and then into four, you know, like he is the champ. They've got to bring him down so he can rise back up. 
Uh, Eye of the Tiger, right? Was four the one where Polly had that weird, creepy robot girlfriend thing? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, they buy him a robot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 80s. Uh, I'm, and still, the- I'm still waiting for a robot that cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the black sheep of the crowd is Rocky Five, And for that one, uh, John G. Avildsen came back to direct that one. And it was it was much different than than the previous three. So Rocky had left uh, through some weird legal loophole, like Polly had been in charge of the finances and basically lost all their money. So he had to go back to the to the mean streets of Philadelphia and okay, after yeah, living in the lap one. of luxury. Yeah. And it's it's got his son played by uh, Stallone's actual son playing him. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, and it's you know he's got a little struggle on the streets, and Rocky can't fight anymore because he's got brain damage after after fighting Dolph Lundgren in four, and so he takes on this this young fighter Tommy Gunn and sort of ignores his son. His son gets into some fights and blah blah blah. Tommy Gunn falls under the wing of like a Don King type who's you know trying to get him some money, and then it ends in a big uh, street brawl between Rocky and Tommy Gunn. Oh, yeah. and. I mean, it is it is another one of those movies like Superman four or Highlander two where I understand it is not it's not as great as the other ones, but I do not think it is an awful movie by any means at all. Um, I I still really enjoy that movie. It it's very early mid nineties, so it's it's a little cringeworthy sometimes. And then you had Rocky Balboa after that. After what probably a decade or two of uh of no rocky movies and that continued the legacy even though it was a uh, it was a little silly to see like 65 year old stallone in the ring with like with like a young boxer um but that one also was all about going the distance like one last time like he didn't he didn't win the champion uh, the championship back so that i was glad they didn't take it that yeah, far that would have been a little much yeah, and in that one like adrian had passed away so you you had yeah. you had an, an aging Rocky Balboa who was running a restaurant called Adrian's, um, still living in 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 Philly and you know visiting her grave all the time. Like it, it was there was a lot of nostalgia and it just it felt great. And then if you want to include the Creed movies in the in there too, you can. I never saw them. Are they good? The first one is fantastic. Is it really? Oh, I I, see it then. I thought it was going to be. I mean, I I just didn't give a shit about it but i was like okay why not stallone's showing up as rocky and it's it's similar it's similar enough in its concept to rocky about about a nobody you know going the distance but the fact that it's apollo creed's son you know and 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 he's like an illegitimate son and uh and you know so there's the sense of legacy you get some notes back to apollo because the last couple movies you know they weren't about apollo apollo died in part four and they just sort of let that go. Um, and it was really great, you know, seeing somebody else's journey and then seeing Rocky take part in that. I was going to say, was Stallone in those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's in both of them. And um, and Rocky has, I'll just say, a challenge of his own in, in that that uh, that makes him a compelling character again, besides just being, you know, somebody who's training Apollo Creed's son. So, yeah, I, I 100% recommend the first Creed. The second one. Eh, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I don't regret watching it, but I will I will watch the first Creed 10 times before I see the second one again. So, so the second one wasn't as good of a sequel. No. <laughs> yeah, so that that is my favorite use in pop culture, the Rocky series. I love those movies. 
so much. Solid, which, which is kind of weird because you're not much of a boxing fan. No, no. I don't and, think I've ever heard you talk about boxing outside of talking about Rocky. Yeah, or Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah. Which I just watched a a like 45-minute documentary on the history of Punch Out on YouTube. Oh, really? It was great. Man, it was it was a very, very good and comprehensive documentary. Well put together. All right. Hey, Ben, guess what we've got? Mm, crabs. <laughs> as soon as I heard you thinking about it, I was like, oh, crap, it's going to an STD. Um, <laughs> no, we have some, some listener interaction. Woo, I love that. We went ahead and asked uh, asked some people on the Facebook page, Geek Exploration, the podcast Facebook page. Uh, you can go and like it and um, be a part of the action. Um, I told them that we are talking sequels and we want some interaction. So I was just asking some questions like, what are some of your favorites? What are some stinkers? How do you feel about unnecessary sequelizing of good movies? We did get a couple of, uh, of interactions. So first up, we've got Christina on our Facebook page. Uh, she is a, a loyal listener since day one, a, uh, a fan and a critic. She tells us when we're sucking. So uh, she did us a favor early, uh, early on, especially. Yeah, we don't do any of that anymore. So. No. <laughs> Thanks to her. She said, we watched the Back to the Future series last weekend, and I don't think I ever appreciated how seamlessly they continue the storyline and stayed true to the theme of the first movie throughout. I had watched them sporadically over the years, but watching them all in short order really improved the experience. Um, I certainly agree. Oh, yeah. Like, like we were saying earlier, keeping continuity and not screwing over previous versions is the is the key to a good sequel. And, and uh, they hold together as a unit incredibly well. Yeah, especially since parts two and three were planned at the same time and, and were filmed back to back. Like Zemeckis was was going back and forth between Northern and Southern California, editing Back to the Future 2 and shooting Back to the Future 3, like on a daily basis, just flying back and forth. But the the first one was made with no intent for a sequel. That that whole stinger at the end about, about you know, roads, where we're going, we don't need any roads, or it's your kids, something's got to be done about your kids. That was just a throwaway, just for fun. Oh, they had no plan when they filmed that? No plan. Awesome. Yeah. That's the best way to do things. Yeah, and then they lost. Um, oh shit! I can't believe I I can't remember her name. The original Jennifer. She's even going to be at a convention in the Northern California area very shortly. Oops. But yeah, they they lost her for the sequel. I think her mother had some health issues. So then they brought Elizabeth Shue in and they reshot that whole sequence to to start Back to the Future too. Oh, but totally. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty good. You can watch them side by side. I mean, there, there are some, some clear little differences and some line deliveries on Doc's part, but I mean, it essentially is shot for shot the, uh, the same sequence. Well, these days they would just CGI her in. Yeah. No kidding. Or they, they could do a deep fake with her, uh, with her face. Um, okay. Then we have, uh, one of our regular interactors and regular followers, uh, Mr. Casey says some of my favorite sequels that I liked better than the first are back to the future Two, the two towers kill bill Two, the empire strikes back. We'll talk about that later. The winter soldier in parentheses. Yes, it's cap two and toy store two, which I imagine is toy story two. Yeah. Toy story two was better. Yeah. I will, uh, I can, I can agree with that. And I was kind of excluding the Marvel movies in my mind, but yeah, Winter Soldier is direct sequel to Captain America and is awesome. Yeah. Winter Soldier is one of the better Marvel movies. Yeah, that is a kick-ass movie. Kill Bill 2, 
I, I, I enjoy that flick, but Casey, you've lost your mind. No way is it better than the first one. That first one was so good. I'm trying to separate which one was which. Which one was the one where they, uh, she's in like the yellow jumpsuit fighting all the Yakuza? Yeah, the Crazy 88. That was the first one. Okay, yeah, that one was better. Yeah, because the first one was more, <laughs> of a, uh, was more of a kung fu yeah, movie. Yeah, heck yeah. And the second one was more of a Western, and it, it, was, it was a lot slower to me. Yeah, and I, I like kung fu movies and westerns, and I like them when they get combined as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think the first one was a little bit more, uh, yeah, I guess it was just more action-y, like more things were happening, and then the, the second one was more backstory heavy. That is exactly what the issue was. So me. I guess if you're really into the backstory and the dynamic between her and Bill, then maybe the second one's for you. But uh, if you're into, like, people getting cut up and blood splattering everywhere— first one's the way to go uh, i mean the second one did have a bit more of the uh the other folks and uh and it did have uh michael madsen going wakey wakey eggs and bakey and the weirdest line delivery choice i've ever heard in my life <laughs> and daryl hannah hamming it up so yeah i mean kill bill 2 is still a very very good sequel but yeah um okay and then he continues sequels i hated Ooh, yeah Every Disney movie that made straight to straight to VHS <laughs> movies from the from the original, like Aladdin two, Little Mermaid two, I can't say I've seen any of those. I remember as a kid the the only one I remember seeing is Aladdin two, Return of Jafar, and I liked that when I was younger. I don't remember anything about it now, but I remember digging it. But I never saw Little Mermaid two with like her little sister or some shit. Uh, and like Lion King too, they did one of those. I don't think I, I, I don't need, I didn't even know either of those existed. Oh so. yeah, there was a there was an Aladdin three that was called like the Ninety Nine Thieves or some shit. I I I don't know. It, there was a number and possibly thieves in it. Well, like the like the Land Before Time. I think they're on like the Land Before Time five or six now. Oh shit, yeah, they they have at least six. I've never seen any of them and don't care to. Like, yeah, I love the Land Before Time and it's good enough. I don't need any sequels. I bet they suck. Same thing with, like, The Brave Little Toaster. I think they made a few more of those. Oh, I never saw the original. You never watched The Brave Little Toaster? Nah. Oh, that's a great movie, man. <laughs> yeah, like, like the original Land Before Time was was the Bluth Company. You know, like, Don Bluth, who was ex-Disney animator and did, did like, American Tale and Secret of Nim and shit. Yeah, it was good movies, too. Yeah, the, the animation's great, but I, I, I wonder what their process was for the sequels. I don't know. Fifle Goes West was pretty good. I do. I do remember watching that as a kid. I don't. I, I don't remember them well enough to say whether or not I liked it more than an American Tale, but I remember really liking Fifle Goes West. So, it was a solid sequel. I just remember the gratuitous cigar smoking that you can't have in cartoons anymore. Oh, oh, in the first one especially. Oh, yeah, the big cats got fucking gnarly yeah. ass cigars all the time. Warren T. Rat. Yeah. One more sequel that Casey hates. He said, and Van Halen too, because David Lee Roth is amazing and Sammy Hagar sucks. I like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Van Hagar does not hold a candle to Van Halen. No, too much keyboard. Too much. And not enough just gratuitous awesome. Yeah. Like David Lee Roth just exuded rock and roll. Dude, if I could if I could do a backflip and that little like wow wow thing he does that squeal like I I can't even attempt it because it's it like in running with the <laughs> devil it's it is so fucking cool like I feel like I could just run around doing backflips and making that noise and just getting laid 
all the time. Well, that's how I would enter every room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Accompanied by Eddie Van Halen's freaking guitar riffs, too. I mean, yeah. just, just good stuff. Well, that does it for our interactions. Um, but taking off from uh from one of our uh, one of our interactions there, I've got a first impression. Ooh. Yeah. Is it Van Halen? <laughs> it sure is not. Well, it does have to do with the series we have not spoken of much in this episode. The good old Back to the Future. Oh. I, you know, like, I'm certain that I'd seen many sequels before this time. You know, of course I'd seen Superman 2. I'd seen Temple of Doom, I imagine, or Empire Strikes Back. But, or the, the first time I remember, like, sitting down to watch a sequel was, uh, it was probably in 1990, I imagine. But, you know, we're like, this is part two. Get excited. It was Back to the Future 2. Which oh, I've yeah. I've I've avoided talking about Back to the Future the whole time just just because of this. Even you see, though th- you seem to avoid talking about Back to the Future a lot because you love it so much. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that is weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, that did happen in our time travel episode. Um, wow, that was number one. Yeah, like some family friends came over. In fact, the same ones whose house we were at when I saw the end of Aliens. You know, they came over and they they brought it and they on VHS and we did the whole lights out pizza and snacks. Yeah. And, and I've loved Back to the Future, the first one, as long as I can remember. We had it recorded off of TV. Like I, you know, this is the first time I said bastards and got in trouble. <laughs> and watching Back to the Future, like it blew my little mind, like seeing those those flying cars in the future, seeing the hoverboards then going back and like like that was definitely the first time I'd ever seen a movie. In fact, I, I don't know how often it even happens. Like it happened in Endgame, but seeing a movie tread into familiar territory, but from a different perspective, like seeing Marty interacting with yeah. Back to the Future One, like it it was insane, and uh, it was a very good experience for me. So that that was that was my first impression. But just to touch on Back to the Future real quick. Yeah, Back to the Future Three is serviceable. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the weakest of the trilogy. Yeah, there. it's not a bad sequel for any of the reasons that sequels are bad. It's just not as strong. Well, but the first it, two are pretty fucking strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angelina's, Do you prefer one or two? Um, honestly, I know that one is the better movie, but I will go back to two more often. It is more fun. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And I, I think in the uh, in the time travel episode, we gave shit to Angelina for number three being her favorite. That's and she weird. deserves it. Yeah. Is she just really into Westerns? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I have zero clue. In fact, I should dig a little deeper on that. Um, so, Ben, are you ready for a ranking list? Oh, I've, I'm never not ready. Yeah. For one of those. When, when dealing with sequels, you always got to be ready for disappointment. <laughs> well, hopefully the disappointment isn't too real because I, <laughs> it, it was kind of tough coming up with a with a ranking list. Like I had the topic that I wanted because there were a couple points I wanted to hit. So my ranking list, which turned out to be not as big of one as I initially thought, because I had a couple ideas in my head and I'm like, I want to turn this into a ranking list. Turns out, I you know, I I couldn't just do a top two, so I've got a couple more on here. But it is the top sequels that are not better than the original, despite everyone saying they are. 
Ah, yeah. So you're going to prove everyone wrong. No, I'm probably just going to get some hate. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah, because as far as I'm concerned, I'm already right. All right, so I am going to go in uh, in extreme uh, disagreement order. So I'm going to start with uh, with some of the weakest ones. So uh, when looking for some more titles to support this, I went on to there. There was like an IMDb uh, list of sequels that were better than the original. One of them that showed up on there and it was voted on by fans was Batman Returns. So real quick, Batman Returns sequel to Batman 1989, Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, Michael Keaton. Um, you had your Penguin, your Catwoman, and your and, Max Shrek. And Tim Burton Overload. Yes. Have you all lost your fucking minds? Like Batman Returns... Okay, it's a fun, stylized Tim Burton movie, but it is not a Batman movie. Everyone is grotesque. It's shot and edited sloppily, and there's no real respect for anyone in that. You know, like, you've got Batman attaching bombs to people and throwing them down sewers, and you've got fucking Penguin being some weird, deformed kid that grew up in a in a zoo raised by penguins and somehow can <laughs> speak and, and shit. And attach rockets to their back. Yes. And you've got a Catwoman that actually has nine lives, question mark? No. It, it was an over-stylized mess. You know, like, it, it, was, it was the start of Tim Burton becoming Tim Burton. Like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and the first Batman and Beetlejuice were fucking great. And then he did Edward Scissorhands, which I love. I love yeah. Edward Scissorhands. But, but it's solidly Tim Burton. Yeah. It's very like it is a it is definitely a harbinger of things to come. Yeah, once he got that Batman money, uh he's like, "Okay, carte blanche." I mean, they allowed him to make Batman Returns. I mean, Helena Bottom Carter wasn't in it, so it wasn't a full-fledged Tim Burton movie yet. Yeah, I don't think he was dating her yet <laughs> at that point yet. in time. But yeah, no shit. Like Johnny Depp wasn't it, but you know, Paul Rubens was. From uh, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and also the uh, the lady who played um, Simone, the the diner waitress that went to France in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, she played Penguin's mother in the beginning. So it was it was oh. a little reunion of uh, of Pee Wee and Simone there. Um, okay, and the next one is uh, in the same vein. I actually saw a list that called Superman Two better than the first. Superman 2 was pretty good, but I don't know if it was... Man. I mean, it was... Mm, 3 and 4, I, I don't care for too much. But. Yeah. Well, you know, in Superman 2, you've got the three super criminals. You've got Zod, Non, and Ursa. Yeah. So there was more action, but it was also back in a time when action wasn't... I mean, you, you couldn't shoot high-flying, super-powered superhero action that well. Um, do I love Superman 2? Of course I do. It's, it's a Superman movie. But there's no way it can beat the first. You know, like the the super cellophane S and the weird like laser beams they shoot out of their fingers and the the uh, making holographic copies of yourself game that they play in the Fortress of Solitude. Superman and Lois relationship thing was really great. You know, like having her figure out that he's Superman, having him give up his powers, even though that took too long. Um, I wanted more Superman in that movie, but... It just, it can't beat the first. Like, Dick Donner put together an almost perfect film with that, with that first Superman movie. Like, there's a reason why it's still 
one of the gold standards of superhero filmmaking. So you've all lost your minds if you're calling <laughs> Superman two better than the first. I'm, honestly, as far as Zod goes, like at least the Zod, the, you know, the fighting. I thought the the more recent one, the angsty Superman movie. Yeah, the Zod parts in that were pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, it's like, true. That movie had a whole lot of faults, but uh, him fighting Zod was not one of them. Yeah, after Superman Returns was a disappointing sequel to to most, they definitely stepped up the action because that, that's that's what it needed. Yeah, yeah the modern movie going people need that. The end battle and the the whole way it ends like that was it was solid. I, I liked that. I liked that Zod better than the uh, than Superman Two Zod. So next up, I've got Godfather Two. Have you seen the Godfather series? Uh, yes, I definitely Great have. films. Yeah. Fucking love them. Godfather 2 is a masterpiece, but what it does not do is beat the first. So Godfather 2 carries on the story of Michael Corleone taking over the Corleone family and being the new Godfather. Um, it also does it interspersed with, with um, flashbacks to uh, Robert De Niro playing a young Vito Corleone. Oh, was I saying Corleone? Corleone? I don't know. Whatever. Um, you know what I'm talking about. It expands the world, but to me, it makes it more immersive. Like that's great, and it, and like I said, wonderful film. I'll watch it anytime. But the first one tells me a story. It tells me a singular story, and it's about this family. It's about it's about the Godfather, his sons, their struggle, crime families, no drugs, and like it. I just I love that it's that it's one cohesive story. Godfather 2 to me comes off as a little bit too long. Like by the end of the movie I'm a little more tired because I because I've been keeping up with two concurrent stories that aren't necessarily intertwining. You know, like yeah, like they could be two separate movies. Uh there could be a prequel and a and a sequel. How do you feel about Godfather 2? I liked it. Um but no, I think I yeah I'm kind of in the same camp there. I think the first Godfather was probably better. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched them both. I may have to do a bit more of a compare and contrast. But uh, the first one was kind of made to be, like you said, to be its own thing. And uh, I think it did that better. Yeah. Because it didn't depend on the first one having existed already. And it had that horse head in it. Which yeah. Was fucking cool. Yeah. It was so totally a real horse head. Oh yeah. fuck. I mean, there, there's so much classic shit that comes from Godfather. And again, like, I can't stress enough that I love Godfather 2. It is such a great movie, but it, it just, it is not better than the first to me. Uh, the end is great. Uh, I mean, spoilers, you know, how, how he works that whole thing out to where all of his enemies get assassinated mm -hmm. right, right as he's getting himself absolved from sin at, at, uh, at his nephew niece. I don't know. Or is it his child? I can't remember. Baptism. Oh, yes. Yeah. Some sort of, <laughs> some baby is getting baptized Yeah, and, uh, he's being forgiven for murdering all the people he just murdered. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and, and the end with Fredo. Oh boy. And the last one on my list so far, I, I haven't really had taken an issue with any of these. So you, Got to get a little bit more controversial here. Well, here we go. All right. Geeks, gear up. Years ago, in, in much in the same way, somebody somebody in the late 90s, early 2000s said, 
oh, Bon Jovi's great. And everyone's like, Ugh. uh, uh, yeah. Sure Yeah, is. we love Bon Jovi again. Somebody oh. in the early 2000s, I imagine, said Empire's better than A New Hope. And they were just as fucking wrong. Really? Yeah. Fuck that shit. So I've got, I, I don't know if my experience changes things because I think we've spoken about this before, how I was, I always had Star Wars in my life, but I didn't become a Star Wars fan until like five years ago or something before Force Awakens came out. I went back with the express purpose of watching them and learning why people appreciate them because I wasn't a fan. Like, I, I was like, okay, sure, Star Wars. I know a lot about them, and it's it's part of what I do, but I don't understand why people like it so much. I came out of viewing those a tremendous Star Wars fan. I am very invested in Star Wars. I love Star Wars now. But maybe it was going into it, having heard everybody talk about Empire being better, I 100% disagree. I think the special effects are worse in that movie than they were in the first one. Um, certainly worse than Jedi. I think the uh, the the story is not as timeless. Like like okay, I understand the Empire is serves a very important purpose in the entire trilogy that it needs to exist and it needs to do what it does, but it could not stand stand on its own, and it does not have, to me, the uh, the same endearing qualities that a fantasy story should have. You know, the first one, it's it's a classic fairy tale, which, you know, could be could also be to its detriment. I don't think so, because it makes an entertaining story. It's it feels classic right. for a reason. Yeah. But Empire, to me, was just kind of filler. It was kind of dark, which which a lot of people attribute that to to making it better. Personally, outside of outside of uh, the I am your father line, like. I just I I don't see why it's so well loved. I feel like Luke's training was was just kind of kind of weak in its presentation. Um, everyone else is just sort of flying around that that cool like asteroid dick worm thing that 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 eats them or tries to eat them is pretty neat. Uh, oh, they do go in it, don't they? Yeah, they do. Oh yeah, because totally. this isn't a cave. I I don't see how that movie is a better movie than the first or the third. Well, I I don't think it, like, if it was to stand alone, it definitely wouldn't be a better movie. Mm -hmm. Um, A New Hope is, you know, it was kind of made with the idea that it may be the only one. So, I mean, it has a proper arc. Yeah. And it kind of closes out. And, like, if that was the only movie ever made, you could watch that movie and enjoy it and be good. You couldn't just pop into Empire. Without it, without the other movies and be like, okay, yeah, this is good, yeah, on its own. But I but I think in the sphere of the trilogy, it does a lot of the hard work that was needed to build up from the first one and set up the third one. I don't know if that makes it a better movie or not, but uh, it, you know, it it sets it is the setback and the development. And getting the hero, you know, it is the challenge that the hero faces in order to come back and be that fucking black clad badass that Luke is in yeah. Jedi. Yeah. And boy, the beginning of Jedi, when Luke comes back, like shit, like Jedi for me is fucking. Jedi is probably the, my favorite with the exception of the freaking end. Like I could have, I could have left the Ewoks behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I needed Ewoks to close out 
that fucking epic trilogy. But uh, otherwise, I, I like Jedi a lot. I think Jedi is probably my favorite. I agree. That that was and Jedi. that was also the one I watched the most as a kid. But like the special effects are the best, and seeing Luke going badass Jedi style, you know, it's got the same Han Solo you always loved, the same Princess Leia. Um, same R2 and C-3PO. Vader's still a, a fucking badass jerk. You've got the Emperor in full force there. Um, sure, you know, the whole Lando Death Star run is very reminiscent from the first one, but whatever, I'm okay with it. Well, and it's got, yeah, the final battle and the redemption of Darth Vader. And yeah. It's the culmination of the trilogy, and uh, other than the fucking Ewoks, it's a solid movie. Man, and knowing that that George Lucas originally conceived that being uh, a, being Wookiees, like, can you imagine if that shit was Wookiees? That'd be so badass. Instead of these cute little, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to whack yub. this stormtrooper in the knee. Like instead, if it was a, a whoopee, a whoopee. <laughs> if instead it was a Wookiee ripping a stormtrooper's arm off and beating him to death, oh, like, shit. yeah, <laughs> these guys are a threat. <laughs> yeah, so that's my list. There, I'm I'm just as sick of people saying Empire is the best one as I am. Uh, people saying Bon Jovi is good. Thankfully, people don't go around saying that. Like I remember when we were hanging out with some certain friends. A girlfriend of our friend Zach was the hugest bon jovi fan and it's just like get this the fuck out of here why is this happening (laughs) i don't know man um okay ben i've got a what if for you all right what i would like to know is what movie would you love to see a sequel for that never existed Ooh, and i i imagine why not if we want to we could we could do a uh a a third movie in a two-parter you know, if there were two movies that were great, then there was never a third to finish it off. Man, for a guy that rails against sequels and how unnecessary they are, this is a little tough. But I would like to see History of the World Part 2 by Wasn't, Mel Brooks. Was that one called Part 1? Because for yeah. some reason oh, yeah. I had it in my head that it was called Part 2 already. No, oh, his- no, that was something that we were going to do. Once. Yeah, it's, it's History of the World Part 1, yeah. Mel Brooks movie. It's amazing. There was no Part 2. Uh, Mel Brooks hasn't done anything in a while. I would be super stoked if uh, he picked the mantle back up and uh, decided to do History of the World Part Two and like carried it through like World War Two or something. I don't know. That is whatever he a thought. Solid whatever, choice. Yeah, whatever he thought was funny. I'll trust him because he's fucking Mel Brooks. Yeah. Yeah, Mel Brooks. He probably can do wrong, but he doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. Dracula Dead and Loving. It was probably the weakest <laughs> effort. Still not a bad movie. <laughs> That might be a Highlander 2 situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so History of the World Part 2, he uh, you know, he teased me by putting Part 1 in the first one. So I, I'd like to see that come to reality. Yeah. You got one? Shit, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I immediately started thinking about it and I was like, did you ever see uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai in the 8th Dimension? I didn't, but I downloaded it with, with the intent to watch it. I would love to to have seen a sequel to that, and like there there were other stories, and I think they ended up doing them in comic books. But there's there's such a, a little cult following for it, and I've heard some of those stories, and they they sound so good. Like Buckaroo Banzai sounds like a character that I would love to see more of. And uh, Kevin Smith for a while was developing it as a Netflix series, and it just it fizzled out, oh. and that that uh, that bums me out. Um, 
In fact, I think we've talked about Buckaroo Banzai in the past. Yeah, that's what made me download it. As you said, you haven't seen this, you should watch it. And then I downloaded it. It's on my computer right now. Haven't watched it. Well, and do you remember, uh, I, I think I talked about it at the same time, but we were talking about how in like the, the end credits scene, they're walking down and like Buckaroo Banzai is wearing like a Pee Wee Herman, like a gray oh, suit yeah. with, seen, with a red. I, I've seen people cosplaying as him. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, and there's also a character in that, that, uh, he's like a cowboy guy that in fact it, wait, no, who played, oh, I can't remember who played him, but it may have been Lawrence Fishburne. No, I, I may Cowboy I'm, Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm just getting mixed up with Cowboy Curtis. No, I don't, I don't think it was him at all. Oh, oh wait, no, it was, I think it was Jeff Goldblum's character in that. That is. Yeah, a, totally. This is a lot different than Lawrence Fishburne. It's true, but it was just the cowboy thing because <laughs> he wears almost a, and a, uh, almost the same costume as when Pee Wee does the, uh, the bull riding thing, you know, with like, oh, with, the, yeah. with the chaps and shit. Like, and I was always so curious about that. And I was watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure the other day, and I uh, I thought about it. I looked it up. It was the same costume designer with with ah. both movies. So there's that connection that I was always wondering about. Um, so yeah, proper sequels to Buckaroo Banzai, or the other one that just popped into my head is Back to the Future Four. Oh really? You want to see another Back to the Future? Fuck yeah, I do. It's it's going back to that Indiana Jones thing, you know, where like. You just love it enough. You want more. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like w- they can't do something that will ruin the the old ones for me. So if there's even a slight possibility that they could make something great, I want them to do it. So what if they brought Shia LaBeouf to play like Billy McFly? <laughs> you know, I'd still go see it. Like that that kid is annoying, but like. Have you seen that like just do it like motivational minute thing? Yeah. Have you watched like I think it's like forty seven minutes long or something, but it's it's just a series of one minute vignettes. I haven't watched the whole thing. Holy just shit! Bits and pieces of it. I watched like the first half of it. I haven't seen the all forty seven minutes, but that 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 kid has lost his mind, but he is also brilliant. Like it it is so entertaining. So so Ben, wrap it up here because we have been going for a long time this is this is going to be quite the big start to our uh to our sequel season what what are some final thoughts you have on uh on sequels um i think sequels are they're like uh you know salt no not like salt let's see what is uh i think a good example no I, i like a lot of pepper garlic powder something uh use good where you only where a little bit of it goes a long way bike rides <laughs> uh what is something really overpowering was... odor your your daughter's armpits <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i think sequels are kind of like uh rosemary or some other cooking spice where a little bit goes a long way it's best if used sparingly and like if you've got a really good idea that's worth doing and you got a passion for it maybe it'll come out okay uh but i think it's just way way overused yeah uh, it's it's like avocado now like i really don't like avocado oh, that much fuck. it's okay here and there maybe but oh i love avocado they've got way too much avocado in fucking everything now and there's way too many sequels now Come up with original stories, or if you got something really good, make, you know, make a sequel. Like I said, I don't, I'm not going to get excited about them, but if you make a good one, I'll like it. 
Yeah, you know, even though sequels have uh, the the justified reputation of not being great, I think back to to all the series that I love. You know, some of my favorite ones: Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, Superman, Batman, uh, Star Wars is in there now. And I think you know, like if if sequels didn't exist or weren't really a thing like there is so much entertainment that i would never ever get to appreciate even highlander 2 i would be if <laughs> if all of a sudden it didn't exist but i remembered it existing i would be sad that it didn't exist um just but I, I totally was hoping to have time to watch robo vampire 2 <laughs> i did not get around to it you know that would have been an interesting uh what if too like if you could make a sequel not exist what would it be <laughs> uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll do that if we do a follow-up episode oh no you're out of town next weekend um so yeah uh go sequels i i don't think i have quite the negative outlook on it as as some some other people but this guy <laughs> i wasn't gonna call you out on it um <laughs> if, it, if it's a sequel to a movie i don't give a shit about i mean if i didn't give a shit about the first movie i'm not gonna give a shit about the second one so go ahead and make it you know you can make pitch perfect 19 and it it doesn't affect me any because I don't give a fuck about any of those movies. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I'm not. I, I wouldn't want people to stop making them. Yeah. I just did stop expecting me to care. Yeah. Well, you've put it out there, and with everybody that listens to our show, I think Hollywood will make that note that Ben Robinson does not care about they'll, your sequel. They'll probably just stop making them altogether. They were making them for me. Oh, you son of a bitch. I like them. All right. Well, <laughs> there they go. Um, thank you so much, folks, for coming back for a possibly unnecessary uh, sequel season with us. Uh, if you want to let us know what you thought of today's episode or any other episode, you can hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can hit us up on the Facebook page, Geeksploration the Podcast, uh, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast and Twitter at GeeksplorePod. If you enjoyed today's show, we'd really appreciate you going by Apple Podcasts and giving us a five unnecessary movie review. And we've still got uh, swag up at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And as always, our theme song is Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, this time, it's personal. Jaws 4. Jaws 4, everybody. Great sequel. So you were saying you wanted to announce what we're going to be doing the next episode in the current episodes. We can start getting some more fan interaction, yeah? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'd really like people listening to this podcast to, to start to doing their part in generating content for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah take some of the burden off of us and and i and i suppose it's good for me too because if we've got if we're planning ahead then maybe i'll post something about it in the facebook page uh more than the day of recording yeah or further ahead than the day of um so what are we going to talk about next episode well i think in in honor of uh the uh satan's month coming up uh, you know you got good old oct spooky october uh, i think we're gonna kick things off with uh talking about ghosts and haunted houses and uh all things paranormal yeah i could dig that
Yeah, it's a shame I already brought up the whole uh, the whole murder house, haunted house that I walk by all the time. Well, maybe we should just go spend the night in it, John, before oh, uh, our next podcast. I think it'd be fun to do some digging. Like, I, w- I want to go talk to some of the neighbors, see what they have to say, see if they're shifty. Yeah. See if somebody puts a curse on me. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, man. It's Creep Street. That, that whole street, man. That lady that I talked to about that dog up in the window, man, like... There's something weird going on there. I I should post some pictures of that house on the uh, on the social media to go along with this. It's like the burbs. It it really is. Like those windows coming from the basement totally remind me of that. Like I imagine if I was walking down the street, I would see flashes of light and hear like loud noises coming from there. But maybe <laughs> I should save that for the uh, for the episode. Well, cool. Yeah. If you want to uh, tell us about uh, all the ghosts that you've met or any uh, interesting tidbits about the supernatural, uh, feel free to reach out to me at uh, GeeksplorePod on Twitter. You could just say the Twitter and the Instagram and the Facebook because this will come right after we announced it, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to make sure that (laughs) if they uh, didn't catch it last time, they'll catch it now. (laughs) Um, Or I think you could probably... uh, Talk to John on that Facebook thing. Yeah. Yeah. Geek Exploration, the podcast, the Facebook page. All right. Cool. I think we're good.